Hey guys, welcome into College Sportscast. Today I'm doing a special here with uh, Coach Dan McHale. He is joining me today. Hey Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Brad. How are you? Thanks for having me. I- I'm, do- I'm doing good. We're excited to have you on with us. This is a special interview episode. Um, and Coach McHale was kind enough to be on with us. So uh, we want to say thanks to thanks for him for doing that for us. So we'll kind of get started here. So, um, Coach, you are currently a special assistant to Richard Patino. Is that right? No, currently I'm uh, I'm out of coaching. I got into the uh, executive search firm world, and I'm leading the sixth largest uh, executive search firm doing all their collegiate searches based out of New York. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. When you look stuff up, you, it still says you're on staff. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, I was able to reunite with Richard last year in New Mexico, and uh, we had a lot of fun together, uh, you know, but I had a great opportunity to come around where I could use a lot of my connections over the last, uh, you know, 20 years and, and use them in a different manner. So still staying involved, still involved in college athletics, but uh, coaching took me a lot of great places, and uh, I'm just happy to give back. Right. Well, let's let's go back to kind of the beginning with you. So um, you went to school at UK, right? I did. Yes. Grew up in New Jersey and and went to school at UK, you know, frankly, just to get into coaching. Um, I had the opportunity of meeting Frank Vogel uh, at one point when he was a manager at Kentucky and didn't realize he was going to go on to become an NBA head coach with the Lakers and so forth. And Right. Pretty much said he was also from New Jersey. He said, look, if you want to get coaching and, and learn at the highest level, come to Kentucky, you know, Start from the bottom, work your way up, and and for me, it was very very fortunate. You know, I had a great four. And that's years. kind of what you did. You started out as a student manager, right? For yeah. for UK. So yeah, uh, I went there uh, really to work for Rick Pitino, uh, and, and he left to go to the Celtics at that point. So I had four great years for Coach Tubby Smith, and was part of the national championship team, and got to visit the White House, and uh, and just really had a great four years that really jump started my coaching career. Well, that was pretty cool to visit the White House with the championship team, right? Oh, it was amazing. It was one of those memories that, that lasts a lifetime and, and something that you just you don't take for granted. Uh, at the time when you're 18, 19, you, you know, you're not realizing how big of a deal it was. Uh, but it was awesome and very thankful for my four years at, at Kentucky. And then I segued, you know, right away onto Coach Patino's first staff at Louisville. Right. <clears throat> so then you joined uh, Coach Patino at Louisville in 2001. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Part of his first staff and uh, amazing experience. It's, it's, you know, your first job out of college, it's like getting hired uh, by one of the Fortune 500 companies. You know, I look back at those days and sitting around as a 22 year old graduate assistant. And in, in, you know, to my left is Coach Patino, to my right is Kevin Willard, right across from me is Mick Cronin, on the other side, Scotty Davenport. So there's so many great basketball minds that I was able to be around on a daily basis at a young age. Right. Was you was Scott Paget on any of those staffs when you were there? Scott and I worked together at New Mexico uh, recently, a couple of years ago. Uh, we went to school together. We lived in the Wildcat Lodge together. Uh, right. And, um, as our coaching careers took off, when I was at EKU, we played him at Sanford, and then most recently, he and I worked at, at New Mexico together two years ago. Okay. I just was wondering. I know he was part of Patino's staff there at Louisville as well. Um, for a part, you know, for part of the time anyway, he went on and, and done a little coaching head coach himself. So, yeah, um, I was just wondering on that end. And then um, so from Louisville, 
Where did you go next? Is yeah, that where you went to? I, Iona? Yeah, I'm very fortunate to go with, with Coach Willard to, to Iona uh, as a full-time assistant. I was, I was one of the younger full-time assistants in the nation. Uh, I was 26 years old, and, and Coach Willard gave me a, a shot to be on the road, to be on the floor. And um, we quickly turned that program around. He, he became the, uh, the conference coach of the year uh, after three years. Uh, we recruited a player named Scott Machado who ended up playing in the NBA and, and really uh, helped us helped us get things going at Iona. Uh, and then we got the Seton Hall job right after that. You were part of the recruiting for Machado, right? I was, yeah. Myself and Shaheen Holloway, the current uh, Seton Hall coach, kind of tagged in that effort. And uh, Scotty was a, was a great player for us. He's still playing overseas right now. Um, and, uh, no, it kind of laid the groundwork for so, for some great Iona teams to come after that. Even after we left, Iona went on their run. And now, ironically, that's where Coach Patino is right now. Right, right. Um, and, uh, you know, you went on and, and joined Kevin Willard, um, at Seton Hall right? And, and, and coached with him at Seton Hall, his first three or four years. Is that yeah, correct? Exactly. We, uh, jumped in, in the big East and you're in the big East at, at a young age. And for me growing up, uh, in this area, you know, I went to Seton Hall camps when I was little, DJ <clears throat> Carlissimo was the coach there. So for me, it was a dream being able to coach in the big East. Uh, I thought I was going to be there for a while, but then um, Coach Patino called again and said, I want you to go be my son's right-hand man at Minnesota. So then we went off to Minnesota and had had a lot of fun there. Right. And your first year at Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, y'all won the NIT championship. Is that correct? We did, yeah. It was it was one of those years. We, we were good. Um, we, we were in simply tournament good, and we were probably, probably the last team out. Um, but – uh, you know, went on to win 25 games that year and, and beat Larry Brown and SMU in the championship at the Garden. It was a, it was a and y'all y'all beat a few like y'all beat like Wisconsin, Ohio State, I think yeah. maybe that year. We had some big wins that year. Wisconsin, Ohio State, Indiana was 10th in the country when Coach Green those guys came in. We beat them. Uh, it, it was good. It, it was it was a good run. Uh, really good teams and very fortunate to, uh, to to coach in the Big Ten and uh, to be Richard's top assistant and, and help him get going. For his future success. Yeah, and that was part of Richard Patino's staff, right? Correct, yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. Then then you got your head coaching job. I did, yeah. Very, very then, then you got a chance to be at EKU here at Eastern Kentucky University and uh, be a head coach here. So how did that – how was how was that experience? It was, it was an unbelievable experience. Uh, I got it at a very young age, age 35, to be a Division One head coach. Um, uh, to rise up the, the way I did was was spectacular. Um, I did a lot of good things. Very proud of our time there. You know, we were the first team ever to win uh, at Belmont, you know, breaking a uh, – I think it was a 100-and-something game winning streak they had at home. Uh, we beat Western Kentucky for the first time in, in 35 years, and then two days later we beat Marshall for the first time in 40 years. We did – a lot of really, really good things there. Uh, unfortunately, only got three years to really uh, get it going, and it was it was pulled short. But I have no regrets, and I'm very, very fortunate uh, for my time there. Well, you know, basketball is big here in the state of Kentucky. So even you know, even being a colonel, any any time you do basketball in Kentucky, it's big. So yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, and being the head coach there, I had a chance to coach against Coach Patino when he was at Louisville. I coached against John Calipari at at uh, at Kentucky, you know, coach against Bob Huggins, Chris Beard. It, it was it was a great experience. Um, you know, we just got in the league at the wrong time. Murray State had John Morant, and we didn't. 
But uh, right. last year, look, even our last year, we were picked preseason third. You know, Murray was one, Belmont was two, EKU was three. So we were on the right tra- trajectory of where we wanted to get to. Uh, we just had, uh, unfortunately, an awful year with injuries, and uh, and that was it. Our time there was done. So uh, a lot of fun, and uh, really, really enjoyed, enjoyed my time there. Well, that's cool. Um, like I said, you know, you've got a lot of connections in the basketball world, um, having major connections with Rick Pitino, um, Kevin Willard, um, is currently he's he's left in, in his first year at Maryland and yeah let's talk about the job he's doing there they lost doing a, and doing a, a well of a job at Maryland right now in his very first year so if you want to kind of you know talk about that a little more go ahead yeah now Coach Willard I worked for him for ten years um, very very thankful for all I learned under him a tremendous coach uh, did a remarkable job at, at, at Iona and Seton Hall and now. And Maryland, they ranked 13th in the country and lost lost a tough one the other night, last night to Wisconsin. But uh, beat beat Louisville the other day pretty handily, as we saw. Um, you know he's doing a great job. Maryland's going to be a top 10 contender for years to come. It's a great job, and he's a great head coach. Uh, look for them to to be a major player in the Big Ten and nationally for the next you know five to 10 years, as long as he's there. I'm, maybe Kevin can get them back to the Gary Williams days. I think he will. I mean, Kevin's a phenomenal coach, and I'm not knocking any other coach I've been around. He, he's got the smartest basketball mind uh, than any guy I've been around, um, and he, he studies the game. He knows the game. Look, Seton Hall's a hard job, and, and he got them to be a, a perennial NCAA tournament team. It's a very, very tough job. Uh, Maryland is a better job with better resources. Um, he's a really good coach. He's, he's going to do a great job there. So I, I have a little tidbit to tell you about Kevin Willard uh, that just on my end. So uh, he played high school basketball at Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, he played for the Purples, right. and he was in my region. We both graduated in 1993, um, and him and his teams were always, always tough to handle. Um they got the better of us nine times out of 10, just to be honest with you. But uh, I went to Barron County High School, uh, which was in the same region as, as Bowling Green. And uh, Kevin, he, he's tough on the floor, man. He he's, was a point, he was a point player, right? He always would play with a chip on his shoulder. Oh, man, he was a point guard, and you couldn't leave him alone for a second. He would knock down the three on you, um, you know, and – he ran. He was the floor general. He ran. He ran the floor and uh, uh, ran his team. And I mean, even when he was like a sophomore, I mean, he was he was leading everybody and telling everybody where to go. And you know, I mean, he was uh, he was definitely a floor general. That's for sure. And uh, I figured I'd just tell you that little tidbit. He was he was in my region, and I had to play against him. Now uh, he's he's told me some some Bowling Green High School stories many many times he, he loved his time there uh especially when his dad was at western kentucky and right. uh, he really really he told me he was a, obviously a better high school player than, than he went on to be in college uh but he, he loved his time there he told me that many times i think our senior year which he graduated in 93 the same year i did um I think he was like second team all state or something like that i believe um yeah so i mean you know he was uh he and, and his team's always won. Now, 
there was another team in the in the region, Warren Central, that had a couple of big guys that always seemed to win the region um, when Kevin was playing. But they were right there all the time. Yeah, no, I, I remember. I remember him, him speaking very highly of it, and uh, he's got a lot of great memories. He still has a lot of, a lot of friends in Bowling Green. As I noticed they had a, they, day, Warren, uh, Warren Central had the – I think he was the grandson – um, he was a Bundy. Okay. Um, and they also had the grandson of, I think of Wes Unsel. Oh, wow. At one time. Um, and all of them were playing on, they were like six, eight, both of them were, um, wow. and, uh, they were, they were tough to handle in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm six, three and I had to play against Bundy and, and Unsel, um, as a center at six, three. So, wow. you know. It was it was a tough place to play. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. That's great. That's great. All right. So I just thought I'd throw that at you for yeah. as far as Kevin. Um, it's kind of something cool. Um, that's also the same year that Anthony Epps uh, went on in '93 and won the state championship with Marion County. And I played against him in high school as well. So just throw a couple of names out there that competition. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it was it was a it was a tough year for for uh, little old me, you know, <laughs> to to try to try to play, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, high school basketball. So, yeah, I, I so from uh, <clears throat> from Eastern, where did you go to next? We went to uh, University of New Mexico, and it was. Uh, Something like I, I didn't have any idea how great and passionate the Lobo basketball fan base would be. Um, to be honest, with you, all, all the jobs I've had, head or assistant coach, that is up there as, as the most passionate fan base. Uh, a lot of fun, and uh, you, you play at a place called the Pit, uh, which is uh, which is underground. Fourteen thousand people on top of you. Uh, just a really really great college basketball environment. So uh, I worked for a guy named Paul Weir for a couple of years. And then, uh, like I said, I was able to reunite with Richard Patino, who's there now, uh, and doing a great job. You know, a lot of people don't realize, but uh, New Mexico's had a lot of great names um, coach and be there. Um, you know, Steve Alford was there. Yeah. yeah um, Steve, Steve Alford, it, it's, a, it's a great job. Uh, Steve left uh, New Mexico to go to UCLA. And, you know, the, the year he left them, they were top 10 in the country. Right, three seed in the NCAA tournament. It's a unbelievable fan base. It's the only show in town. Uh, Fourteen thousand people on a Tuesday night, and you could be playing at Division two school. That's how passionate the, the Lobo fan base is about their basketball. So uh, it's a great job. It, it's it's one of the top twenty twenty five basketball jobs in, in in the country, purely basketball. Right, you know a lot of like I said, a lot of people don't realize just how well. Um, the basketball world is out there for New Mexico and the Lobos. And, and uh, speaking of that, uh, let's talk about the job that Richard Patino is doing this year um, yep. with, with the Lobos. I, I don't know if you had a role in it, but um, they got a few tr- big transfers in this year. Yeah. Um, and the Lobos beat um, St. Mary's the other night and broke a home streak. Yeah. And I think they're like 8-0. Is that correct? Yeah, 8-0, playing terrific. Uh, had a chance last year to coach 
Jamal Mashburn Jr., who's their best player right now, and uh, phenomenal kid. Uh, he'll be the probably the player of the year in the league. And, and uh, you know, it was fun to see Big Mash come out and, and come to the pit and come to some games and, and see his son. But, uh, no, the Lobos are doing great. Um, Richard's doing a great job. And, uh, like I said, it's one of the best home court advantages in the country with a great league. It was a four-bid tournament last year. You know, we had four teams from the Mountain West with San Diego State, Wyoming, Colorado State, um, and all making the NCAA tournament. So uh, Richard's got them in position, and, um, you know, 8-0 right now is off to a great start. Yeah, you know, um, ironically, Jamal Mashburn's always one of my favorite players. Uh, I'm a Kentucky fan, if you don't know that. So um, Jamal Mashburn's always been one of my most favorite players from UK. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I know that his son is out there. Uh, he, he started with Patino, Richard Patino at, at Minnesota. Right. And uh, I'm not sure, is this his first or second year out there with him? This is his second year, yeah. This is his second? Year. So yeah. he followed him out there? He did, yep. Okay. I wasn't sure if this was his – if his, he spent one year away and then come or, or how that worked no, out. No, was, he followed him right away and uh, was able to play right away last year. And uh, great kid, great player. Um, you know, I know his dad's really excited uh, to have him out there. And, um, you know, they're, they're a team to watch this year. The Monster Mash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great man great man yeah. <laughs> i had to throw that out there he was one of my favorites oh, yeah. um so they also got a couple of other transfer kids um a ha- house uh is one of them and i'm not yeah. sure how you pronounce the second the, the the guy's last name on the other one it's u-d-e-k-e yeah, yeah so, so house was with us last year as well uh he's a transfer from arizona state his dad eddie house played in the nba for a number of years Right. Great kid. And then, yeah, Big Morris from Wichita State's given him a lot of help down low. Um, you know, he, he's 6'8", 245, runs the floor well. Um, he compliments that team really well. So, no, they're, they're a team to watch. Um, his dad's going out to play him next week, I believe. Rick's going to the pit, so that would be a fun game. I oh, Rick's going out there next week? Yeah, yeah, Iona's playing well. Iona beat up on Travis Ford in St. Louis last night. I think they beat them by 20. Um, right, I knew I knew they played last night. Uh, yeah, Ford he, he beat him pretty bad. Yeah, so yeah, no. Richard uh, has yet to beat his father. I've been part of, um, uh, I guess, just one of those games. Yeah, we played when I was at Minnesota with Richard. We played Louisville out in Puerto Rico on an Air, Air Force base. Uh, lost that game. So I know, I know Richard's he's positioning himself to beat his dad for, for the first time. I think he's zero three against him and. Uh, He'll have a great chance. Like I said, it'll be 14,000 people, a uh, great home crowd uh, for when uh, Iona visits uh, the Lobos here in a week or so. Right. It sounds like a fun game. I might have to try to um, yeah. pay, pay attention to that one. To that one. Yeah. You got you got the two Patinos hit going against each other. Yeah, it'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. So um, how, how old is Richard Patino right now? Because uh, I re- like I remember when he, when Patino first came to Kentucky, I mean he was a little boy. I mean he was a young boy, not a little boy, but a young boy. Yeah, no, he he just turned forty. He's forty years old. So um, yeah, he he, he spent a lot That's of his crazy. Years. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how how time goes by, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So and his and plan gonna play his dad next week, and his dad's going out there. You said right to the well, pit. out there, yeah. Uh, it's a home and home. Uh, so the Lobos will go to Iona next year, but this year, uh, Iona's starting the series uh, in Albuquerque. All right, so you got to tell me how does a, how does a boy from Chatham, New Jersey, get hooked up with UK and Kentucky basketball and 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 the I guess the people that are involved in the Kentucky basketball world? Right. How does how does that happen? Yeah, I was just a, a kid that knew I wanted to coach at a young age and wanted to to learn from the best and go go to the best. Um, Kentucky in, in the nineties, as you know, was was the was the pinnacle, and uh, you know I had, I had a family friend named Rod Brotherton uh, who lived in Lexington that got me connected with Bill Kitely, and uh, I knocked the door down with Mr. Bill, and I said, "Look, I'll do whatever it takes. I just want to be involved with the program. I want to coach." And he looked at me and said, "You know, son, you, you don't want to coach. You can be involved in the program. You don't want to coach." And sure enough, I was I was fortunate to uh, to work my way up the ladder at Kentucky, uh, and then by the time my senior year came around. Uh, Coach Smith gave me a lot of coaching responsibilities, a lot of film responsibilities, and uh, I was fortunate for for everything that Coach Smith did for me as well. Um, and then that just parlayed into to getting lucky and getting hired on the Louisville staff. So it was uh, a combination of hard work, luck, um, dedication, and, and just just being you know kind of who I am. And that was a uh, a guy that was going to do whatever it t- takes to to rise that ladder. Uh, for me, my, my time in Kentucky. Uh, was was very very special. I met my wife there. Uh, she's from Owensboro, and um, you know got a great education at the University of Kentucky. Worked at Louisville. Worked at Eastern Kentucky. So I, I've done my rounds. I, I think I just need to, to work at Moorhead and, and maybe Western. To, to Western, work. yeah, you got Western covered, baby. Uh, <laughs> I beat Western. I, I'll tell you that I did beat Western as a head coach, which, which was fun. Hey, Western's got a pretty good uh, basketball history. They do. They do. My first year at EKU, we lost on a buzzer beater that the kid hit from about 35 feet out. He banked it in. Uh, I remember driving back from Bowling Green to Richmond, staring out the window. I didn't know what happened, but we repaid the favor and beat Coach Stansberry the next year. And um, like I said, I think that's the only time EKU's beat WKU in the last 45 years. Right. Yeah, that's that's a big win because uh, yeah. Western and, and Louisville's about to play too, I think. Uh, yeah. Next week, I think. Um, you know, Kenny Payne out there talking about Louisville just real quick. He's got a he's got a heck of a job to get them boys playing any ball and getting and getting that program turned around again. He will. Coach Payne's a good coach. I've known him a long time. Um, obviously, he's not off to the start that he imagined or anybody else. But uh, the fan base knows he's one of them, and uh, he's the guy to, to to get it done. It's just going to take a little bit longer than he thought, but. Uh, Kenny's a great guy. Knows uh, what he's doing, and um, it's just- Kenny is a great guy. And I and I want to say that I told you I'm a UK fan, so you right. probably know my stance on on that. Right. But at the same time, uh, Kenny Kenny spent a lot of years at UK's assistant under Cal. Um, I you know got to know him more a, a, as a person. Yeah. Um, through that experience, you know, with his years uh, under Cal and. Uh, Kenny's a great guy. I mean, uh, he does a lot for a lot of people, and he's a great dude. Um, and I, I, I honestly, I wish him well. Um, you know, maybe not against Kentucky, but you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, I, I do wish him well, but I'm going to tell you, it's, it's 
it's a he's had a rough rough start um, to this yeah. year, yeah. and it doesn't look all that great. So um, for the remainder of the year this year, but he's going to have to put something together and get some recruiting done, no matter what. So you know, well, the beauty with the transfer portal is you you can reload here pretty quickly. So uh, you know, I have no doubt. Again, he's been a great recruiter, great coach. Uh, he'll have the cards back in contention sooner than later. Speak about that for a minute. How's the, I mean, how much has the game changed with things like the transfer portal and the NIL and the things that's going on in the game right now? It, it, it's it's nuts, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the old adage, get old and stay old. Well, now you can. I mean, the older teams win, so – uh, a lot of coaches these days, they're, they're focusing on, on just getting ready-made players. So if you're at a high level like Louisville, you're looking around the country for some kids at a mid-major school that's putting up big numbers that, that's a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, rather than going the route of the 18-, 19-year-old. So transfer portals change the game that way. Uh, but the NIL, it, it's it's the wild, wild west right now. I mean, these, these kids are being offered six, seven-figure deals, and, um, and it's just – you know, where's it going? It's turning into a business. Uh, they're turning into employees and it's, it's getting to the point it's where it's basically free agency as well. It's, it's free agency. There's stories of, of, of kids being poached in the handshake line, um, right. kids being poached in the parking lot. You know, what can you do for me? So it, it's, it's, you can't do anything about it. So you might as well accept it and you might as well have to adapt to it because as a coach, you can't complain. You can't cry about it because if if you do, you're going to get fired. You just need to adapt and understand this is the this these are the new rules of engagement, and and this is this is what you have to do to be successful. And um, certain places embrace it, certain places don't. And you know some of the universities that don't quite embrace the NIL as much are you know going to have a hard time, really, to be honest. Absolutely. I mean, because it's 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 about the NCAA tournament. It's about the college football playoff. It's about, you know, making money. That, and that's what it comes down to be. So um, it's still going to be some great teams, still going to be some great camaraderie, but it's definitely changed from where we were five, ten years ago. Yeah, that's that's for sure. So I'll end this with you on this question. So where does Coach Dan McHale go from here? What's your what's your what's your next five years look like? Are you going to get back into coaching? I don't know. I'm 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 really enjoying this right now. Right now, athletic directors hire me to find their next coaches. So right now, I'm doing a uh, Division One college football search right now, and, and I'm 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 enjoying it. It's something that I, I never, you know, you have blinders on as a coach. Now it's I've got twenty something years of connections, um, helping me with athletic departments to, uh, to, to really find their coaches. So I'm having fun. I'm doing, I'm coaching my son's fifth grade team. I'm doing stuff I've never been able to do. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the next five years is. I could be back on the sidelines sooner than later, or uh, I could just enjoy uh, sitting in the luxury suites with the ADs, whining and dining. Who knows? Well, it's always fun to coach your kids. Um, so I coached mine for several years and then I got into coaching, um, middle school AAU ball and I coached boys and girls and uh, I did that for about five or six years and that was really fun as well so no it's awesome um, man I've missed a lot of that as a coach as you know you miss a lot of it so, I'm having a blast uh, being around my kids doing that right now right and I can't blame you for that that's a it that's that's special times right there yep. no doubt about it so no it, this is great and you know I really appreciate you having me on and
Um, I'll come on anytime. Anytime you want to come on and talk NCAA tournament or, or, or what's going on in basketball world, uh, just I'll come back on anytime. Cool, man. That would be great. You know, as as the season goes along and kind of ramps up and everything, there's going to be some, you know, some big games and big moments and selection show and NCAA yeah. tournament and things like yeah. that. So, yeah, we would definitely love to have you on again. No doubt. Um, I'm going to I'm, I'll probably wrap things up. I got a few things I want to talk about here as far as just for the show or whatever. If you want to go ahead and jump on off, I appreciate you being on yeah. with us coach um and uh we look forward to maybe having you come back and i'll be uh, back and be a a part of us another time okay that'd be great thanks for having me all right thanks coach take care bye-bye bye all right guys that was coach dan McHale. he's a former head coach of eastern kentucky university the colonels here in the state of kentucky and uh we were excited to have him on with us. I've just got a few things I'm going to do to kind of wrap up the show. Um, I'm going to talk about just a few things here that I didn't really talk about while he was on. <clears throat> so we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And that's where you can catch us. You can also follow us. Go to Linktree, uh, College Sportscast. And we have all kinds of platforms we're on. We're on TikTok. We're on, we have uh, a merch shop where you can get stuff. We have, um, we have a giveaway going on for, um, on Gleam, actually. You can go on there and win one of our logo hats, embroidered hats for Christmas. Um, that's, that's something that you can do. You won't cost you anything at all. You can just get on there and go to the link tree and look up our Christmas giveaway for our caps. And we're giving away two caps. It runs now through December 24th. And we're going to do that for Christmas and give away two caps. So you're more than welcome to go on and, uh, and enter into that giveaway. Um, so that's just a few things that uh, I wanted to talk about there. I also want to show you guys this. Um, This is Reaper Apparel Company. We are a brand ambassador for Reaper Apparel Company now. They have some really cool clothes. They have hats, tees, hoodies, flannels. You can go on there, get 10% off by using the C Sportscast 10 discount code. Any order, $75 or more, and you guys can get free shipping on that as well. So, Follow that website right there that I have. That will help us. Um, uh, it is a, It will help support us if you use that link that I have on the screen for you guys right now. And then that code will give you the 10% discount. And for the Christmas season, everybody's looking for some kind of special. So uh, I did want to talk about that. And then lastly... Um, College Sportscast is now featured on the Real Fresh channel on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel, and I want to give a shout-out to Howie Fresh. Um, He's got a group that we are in on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at the Real Fresh Cha, C-H-A. You can look him up, and uh, he is uh, doing some, some real cool things. He features a different podcast 
on his channel. He has a podcast himself, and then the other days he features other podcasts. We are his college sports feature channel. Um, they also feature wrestling pay-per-view events. Um, they have a pro sports pod. pod. They have a, a sports betting pod. They have a comedy pod. They have a murder mystery pod. Um, so there's lots of things to check out on the Real Fresh channel. We're featured on Sunday evenings for a week wrap-up show. And uh, I just want to give them a shout-out and and let you guys know that we are going to be featured on there. And uh, um, we appreciate Howie Fresh and letting us be featured on his channel and being a part of his group of podcasts. Um, he has several that's on and off there, and we're going to be featured every Sunday evening. So y'all go check that out. Check out our YouTube channel as well, College Sportscast, Twitch, College Sportscast. Give us a subscri- subscribe or follow. Um, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify as an audio Um, So you can check us out in many different ways. Again, before I wrap this up, I want to say many, many thanks to Coach Dan McHale. Um, John Hammonds um, was one of the contacts uh, to help get Coach McHale here. And uh, we appreciate that. John was a little bit under the weather today. So uh, he wasn't with me. He was going to the doctor, but I think he's going to be fine. I talked to him earlier Um, He's just got a little croup and cough and stuff. So I hope John gets better. Mason, I hope everything with you. Um, I know there's a lot going on. I want to say that here at College Sports Gas, we're we're here for you. So um, Mason Cross has got some stuff going on um, So with his family. So I just want to say that. And we'll wrap this up. I appreciate everybody being on with me today. I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with coach Dan McHale is going to be fun. Maybe um, he has a lot of connections in the basketball world with Tubby Smith and Rick Pitino, Kevin Willard, Richard Pitino, um, and been a coach himself here at Eastern Kentucky university. So um, it was fun to do. I appreciate y'all jumping on with me. Um, Next time y'all give me some chats. Let me throw out some questions to me. Um, Don't hold back. Throw out some questions. I'll, I'll, I'll put them up on the screen. I'll ask Coach or whoever the guest is um, a few of these questions, and we'll throw it up there and we'll talk about it. Uh, we appreciate anybody that comes on and interacts with us, and that's what we're trying to do is get people on and interact and and, and have kind of a fun, interactive show. So um, y'all, y'all throw me some questions, and I'll, and I'll put them on the screen. And with that said, we'll close this out, and I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good evening.